Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, there's been some serious blows to Ireland's tech sector in recent weeks with job losses at Twitter, Stripe, just to name two. Yet, in an Oireachtas committee this week, heard that there's still a healthy pipeline of tech investments uh, in this country. To make sense of this, and just to discuss, the, I suppose, the general headwinds that the industry is facing, I'm delighted to be joined now by Ian Kern uh, from the Irish Times. Good morning to you, Ian. How are you? Morning, Bobby. Thanks for having me. Yeah, nice to talk to you, Ian. Um, so let's maybe put this in context. Uh, there's been a lot of, I suppose, messages out there, but they're also, I suppose, if we start with what's tangible, there have been real job losses and it looks that there may be more to come. Yeah, absolutely. I think this year overall has been characterised by a general kind of slowdown in the tech sector globally. Uh, obviously, you've had some uh, very eye-catching and headline-grabbing job announcements, but that has come after sort of hiring freezes and pay freezes at a lot of these companies. So it really has been kind of building steam over, ahead of steam over the last six or eight months. Um, obviously, we've had Meta, uh, Stripe and Twitter are three of the most uh, recent uh, companies, but there's also talk of job losses at Amazon, uh, which will be looking to kind of trim back on some of the investments that it made during the pandemic, particularly in the United States. So really, that, as it affects Ireland, then obviously, uh, you know, we've been getting this, this kind of steady flow of negative job news over the last few weeks. And if we look back uh, and try and make sense of this, one of the things that we should probably discuss is that, you know, while they're called tech jobs, really it's largely driven by the world recession that is saying that people don't want to advertise and all the advertising, you know, at least a huge portion of it is being sucked up by some of these huge giants. And as companies don't want to uh, advertise, these companies are finding that they have excess capacity. Well, absolutely. I mean, that is one of the big uh, headwinds that the sector is facing generally uh, is declining advertising revenues. But also, I mean, the other thing is, and I think it's been very much characterised by even people like Governor of the Central Bank of Ireland, Gabriel McClough, as a, as a kind of a pause or a recalibration uh, from COVID. In other words, these are companies that hired uh, significantly during the pandemic. They saw this, you know, uh, sudden switch to the online economy uh, in the middle of the the pandemic when people couldn't get out to the shops and so on and they may be over invested in certain areas that they uh, that, that that they felt were going to continue on yeah. uh, post pandemic and that hasn't happened or there has been some correction uh, and therefore they've had to yeah, trim so back. that our dependence on all things online has slightly lessened uh, and they had really tooled up for yeah uh, okay, well, that's another thing I wanted to say, Jean, was that is there any correlation with what's going on in these companies with the cost of living and the housing crisis? As in, or, or, or it's kind of hard to, I suppose, I suppose specifically identify that, but surely you would have thought that that could be a it could certainly be a first cousin yeah. of what's going on here. Well, it's funny that you should mention that. I mean, it did come up at the committee this week in a, in a, in a certain way. At the Enterprise Committee, there were representatives from IDA Ireland and Technology Ireland discussing, I suppose, the general trends in the industry at the moment and obviously against the backdrop of these job cuts. But one of the things that um, IDA Ireland mentioned was that they do obviously engage with client companies on questions of the of what they call the carrying capacity of the economy, for example, around housing and so on. And we heard from Technology Ireland then that uh, that, that the pipeline of talent uh, that they're uh, I- into the tech sector in Ireland 
is facing some pressure from uh, competitiveness issues around housing and so on. But again, IDA Ireland were pretty adamant that housing, while it's been raised by some of their client companies as an issue in uh, around attracting talent, uh, it, it perhaps hasn't actually stopped any investment into Ireland yet, although it is on the radar of these kind of big companies. Were any of these uh, specific companies represented at this? No. Uh, no. So, and Technology Ireland, they're a group, a part of IBEC, is that yes, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, and again, not to be cynical about it, but they're obviously, those uh, people are obviously going to be talking up the sector yeah. rather than talking it down well, on absolutely. the basis. Yeah, yeah. Especially with the IDA, uh, they want to be saying, and rightly so, yeah. that we want to be attracting jobs to Ireland rather than, than talking of any, you know, yeah. uh, exodus or, or otherwise. Yeah, and I think, you know, th- there were some very frank comments just about that pipeline of talent. Obviously, the tech sector, along with most sectors of the economy, have really struggled to attract and, and, and find people over the last kind of 18 months. Uh, the labour market has been very tight, generally across the board. Um, I think what was one interesting point that was brought up by Technology Ireland at the committee this week was that um, obviously that pipeline has been squeezed and, and, and there is a war on talent globally, as we've been talking about for, for, for months. Uh, but but one sort of happy or maybe unhappy byproduct of these layoffs at the, big com- the bigger companies is that it may free up talent for kind of the indigenous sector, yeah. the tech sector. And what's interesting about that is, I mean, uh, the indigenous sector, tech sector in Ireland uh, accounts for about half of the employment. Uh, you know, we, we, we do sort of think of Facebook and, and, and Google and so on as being, you know, the big employers, and they certainly are the, the biggest taxpayers as well. But but over half of the people employed in the tech sector in Ireland are employed by an indigenous company. And so. that's a very good point, because, you know, I assume those indigenous companies probably struggle to pay uh, the same rates uh, that the big beasts would be able to pay and uh, so that might mean then that there could be opportunity for those indigenous companies to take on more people that they weren't able to find uh, here to foe. So again, that could be a, a ray of light uh, that, around the whole yeah. debacle. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's the thinking. And I think as well, there, there is some hope that the domestic sector might be insulated somewhat from the kind of, I suppose, the level of upheaval that we've seen in the big tech uh, kind of world. Um, uh, although it is a kind of an ecosystem and they are, you know, uh, interdependent, uh, there, there is some hope that the, 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 the kind of small Irish indigenous tech sector may be shielded from some of the from the, the the huge level of upheaval that we've seen. And what about just finally then in the working from home culture and again the way we work now versus how we did work pre-COVID? Is that playing any part in this? Um, I, I think. Well, it's certainly, I suppose it is an issue, particularly when it comes to that kind of housing question. Um, obviously, that was something that was brought up at the committee this week that, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, around that issue that uh, some companies have flagged with IDA Ireland. But then also, I mean, you know, Twitter has taken some criticism in recent weeks as well under its new leadership. Uh, you know, it has ordered everybody to come back into the office. And, and, and this has been sort of, uh, you know, a line of criticism that this is happening in the middle of a cost of living crisis, the middle of a, a housing crisis in Ireland where people may have uh you know, had to buy houses outside of Dublin or, or kind of move outside the 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 the, the, the you know the, the central business district district as it were and, yeah. and kind of uh, commute in. So yeah, I mean that that is certainly a factor. It's on the no radar, one wants to go back to that. Yeah, well, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, it's been good to get your analysis. Uh, that's Ian Curran there from the Irish Times, a man who knows about these things. Thanks for joining us this morning, and good to talk to you. Thanks, Bobby. Down to business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.